0: Good morning, it's January 18th. This is To My Liberal Friends, and I'm John Haddo. Congress is back in session, and we're now in 2022, which is an election year, and every member of the House and 34 members of the Senate are up for election. In the Senate this week, Chuck Schumer has promised to force a vote on the voting rights legislation, and therefore on the filibuster. He and Biden are tying the future of Democrats in 2022 on this bill, and frankly, it's not a top issue with the voters. It's a play to their base on the left. If you're a Democrat and not a member of the House Progressive Caucus, you have to start looking towards November and planning on what you are running on when you campaign. There are a lot of issues out there facing them. The number one issue is inflation. The American public is looking at the economy and with an inflation, which is running at near 8%. They're frustrated, they don't know what to do. Gas prices are nearing record highs Heating oil is high, and the cost of basic supplies in the food chain are going crazy. I was at Costco the other day, and the price of meat made me think I should be in the cattle business. The Federal Reserve, which has been flooding the economy with cheap money since 2019, has promised to try and rein it in by raising interest rates. This becomes a double-edged sword since that would impact the housing market, and that's a major component of the economy. The pandemic remains a big issue. The Biden administration came to power and promised to eliminate the virus. As a candidate, Joe Biden made his now famous statement, and I quote, 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else that I say tonight, hear this. Anyone responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. End quote. Well, those words have come back to haunt him as more people have died under COVID during his watch than during the Trump presidency despite the availability of vaccines and improved treatments. And Republicans have been reading that back to him for a long time. With the new Omicron variant cases of COVID, they've reached record levels and mask policies, quite frankly, they're growing old with the public. They promised to get tests to the public and failed on that promise. Then you add in the muddled messages from his experts, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Rochelle Walensky from CDC, They've only confused and frustrated people. And then the Supreme Court struck down its private sector vaccine mandate, mandate another blow for Joe Biden. Crime is an issue. The progressives have led the party's efforts to defund the police, and they've hobbled law enforcement. Liberal DAs around the country are refusing to prosecute people for some serious crimes. Statistics show that crime is on the rise, particularly in large cities run by Democrats. And liberals, like the president, think guns are the problem. Conservatives think criminals are the problem. It's apparently a lot easier for liberal Democrats to blame crime on guns than on people using them, because if you're blaming criminals, that might offend the progressives in the party who prefer to blame racism for just about everything. Politicians are nothing if not practical. Their survival depends on knowing which way the wind is blowing, and the Democrats know that the voters... They'll need to win next year. Moderate voters and independents, especially college-educated women who live in the suburbs, may return to the Republican Party if they believe Democrats can't handle the crime problem. They know that if this happens, they won't hold the House next year, and they may also lose control of the Senate. Immigration remains an issue for many people. The crisis on the southern border continues to explode as month after month, we see record numbers of illegal immigrants crossing the border. And it's not just immigrants from the Northern Triangle. It's immigrants from all over the world. Vice President Harris was put in charge of the issue, and she's been AWOL. She visited the border once on her way to California, and that was in El Paso, Texas, a couple hundred miles away from where the crisis is actually occurring. Supply chain remains a problem without any apparent solution. More and more stores have empty shelves, and with the latest crackdown, In China on the supply chain will once again be disrupted. Voters will become angry when they cannot purchase even the most basic things. Hoardings become a problem. On that trip to Costco that I mentioned, I saw one customer with five large packages of toilet paper. Now, I don't know how much toilet paper you need, but five is a lot because each package has like 40 rolls. Educational issues, are an issue for a lot of people, and it became a major issue in the Virginia gubernatorial elections last year. It was a disaster for Democrats, and it moved suburban moms back to the Republican column. And Democrats became apologists for liberal teachers' unions on issues that concern parents, getting back in the classroom and what's being taught in the classroom. This has prompted several moderate Democrats in the House to start complaining to the leadership that something has to change. They want to change course and abandon what appears to be a futile effort to pass the massive Build Back Better bill that stalled in the Senate and appears to be going nowhere. The leadership has not listened to them, but they're getting angry. There are reports that it broke down into a shouting match. Some swing Democrats are reading the polls and are fed up with the progressives of the party dictating the direction. So what are the options for Democrats? The first option is they can go small. They could break up the Build Back Better bill and try to pass some things that they can get Manchin and Sinema on board with. That would mean making taking major parts of the bill to the cutting floor, getting the bill closer to the $1.5 trillion mark and show that it's fully paid for. The progressives won't be happy, and Sanders and Warren could balk. This would mean under reconciliation they would need all 50 Democrats to be on board. So whatever they cut, they got to make sure that one What's still left in the bill is paid for and what is cut is okay with the progressives in the Senate. Their second option would be just no deal. Outside the climate portion of the package, Manchin is still not consented to allow an extension of the child tax credit as currently written. He wants to see that it's fully paid for for all the years they expect it to be in existence. If you exclude that provision, it's considered a deal-breaker for many progressive Democrats. And even though their leader, Congresswoman Jayapal, discussed compromise yesterday, I don't see progressives in the Congress agreeing to shrinking the bill on some of their key issues. The third issue is go back to regular order. And this is what Manchin has been suggesting. Send parts of the bill back to the regular committees. Let them hold hearings on it. Let them debate it. Let them add amendments and bring it back to the floor. Now, At that point, it needs 60 votes, but if you've done the proper compromises, you might be able to get them. The other part of that would be to use the appropriations process and put all this stuff they want to pass into spending bills that fund the government. Now, some of this might be struck down by the Byrd Rule. The problem with that is it would be all tied up in one massive omnibus bill, and I doubt that's going to pass. And then they would make it part of a continuing resolution that funds the government at this year's levels. History tells us that the party in the White House loses seats in the midterms. The issue facing the Democrats,